Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. Well, dude, it's been, what, four or five years since we've been doing this podcast, and we finally have our first playoff podcast. It's been, what, six years since the Giants have been in the playoffs. Uh, Giants Nation is going crazy right now. Uh, They came out with the (laughs) video, the hype video, Our Way, yesterday. I mean, if you watched that and didn't get psyched, you're dead inside. Uh, the, the enthusiasm in Giants world right now is palpable. It's awesome. It's a great feeling. I cannot wait um, to see this game Sunday, to watch this game, and could not be happier with how this year's obviously transpired here. But we are finally here, and we got who we wanted again, the Minnesota Vikings, bud. Yep. Yeah, I think everybody's excited, man. The Giants feel confident. Uh, the, you, could just, you could just feel it in the locker room. These guys feel like they're going to go in there and take care of business. They're not intimidated by the first playoff game for many of these guys, especially Daniel. Um, and the way that, you know, the, I've been telling you this, man, you know, the feeling is that they, we could go into anywhere and win a game. That's what Dable has them believe them, but, uh, excuse me, believing. Uh, and they do believe it. And, you know, Dable's trying to level it off this week. It's just a regular season game and keep it like a regular Wednesday, Thursday, Friday practice and all that. But obviously it's not. And Dable knows that too, you know, but these guys are, that's all you hear them talking about. Okay, well, we're just going to do our work this week, and you know we'll be ready to go for Sunday and all that. But there, there's a, no question. There's a confidence in this locker room that they could go in this game and beat these guys uh, and get out of there and go into the divisional playoffs. There's, there's not a doubt in my mind. Now, whether or not they execute and that happens, that we'll find out starting uh, 4.40, you know, Sunday afternoon. But there's none, look, there's none of that, oh, we're playing with house money type feel. Oh, we're happy to be here. Nobody picked us, you know, to be here. So, well, let's go have some fun. Whatever happens, happens. No. You know, the Giants have, they they have the confidence, man. They, they have the feeling of, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, okay, that's nice. They won 13 games. and Well, we won nine. We deserve to be here. We're not playing with any house money. Uh, the spread's only three. So, what that, that what does that tell you? Vegas. Vegas thinks this is going to be real close. Home field, okay. that's it. Um, yeah, you know, and, and and the players are like, yeah, that's nice. They got 13 wins, but we should have beat them last time. They didn't say this, but I, you could just get the feeling. Yeah, we sure. should have beat them last. We should have beat them last time, and we're going to beat them this time. You know, you could just sense it, man. I, I was talking to some guys yesterday, and, and the feeling is, you know, we let one get away, and we have a very good chance of getting out of it to win Sunday. So none of, you know, none of this... There's none of this like, oh, well, you know what? Nobody predicted the Giants to go to the playoffs, so let's have some fun. You know, whatever happens, happens. And, and hey, if we lose 35-7, it's still a great year. No, these guys want to keep playing, man. They, they feel they could be playing, you know, deep into January, man. And it starts Sunday, you know. It's going to be a different story Sunday. You know, both teams are going to do different, uh, different things, no question about it. Um, but it's going to be fun to watch, man, especially, you know, if the Giants getting some pieces back. And the Vikings are... They're going to be missing some pieces, key pieces, too. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how it works out, man. Yeah, you know, the, obviously the, playing them before and losing the turnover battle and still almost winning that game and just the missed opportunities, that obviously helps. And and how they played down the stretch, too. I, I mean, I know last week's game meant nothing, but they, they gave yeah, the Eagles I mean, all they could handle. Yeah. They beat the hell out of the Colts, uh, beat the beat the Commanders, and played well against the Vikings. So mm-hmm. it's it's these last four games. And then with guys coming back, like you said, um, you know, Ojolari looks like it sounds like he's coming back. I would, you know, based on everything you see, and, and you could tell it better than I could, but Adoree Jackson um, probably back this week. So the, the the reinforcements that weren't there last time, or, you know, like McKinney is another one, uh, are going to play this time. And, and dude, like, like we said, man, you look at the Vikings, 13 wins, but negative points, right? Negative in the, on the point side. Uh, if you add them up all year long. Um, this is really a great opponent for the Giants to, to be playing in their first game. And I think the house money thing would have meant more if it was like a, would have been more of a narrative if it was like a seven-win Giants team. I really do. Like, if the Giants were seven and ten right. and they snuck into right. the playoffs, it's like, all right, you're playing with house money. But the way the Giants have played this year, where they've been in almost every game, right? Almost every game, other than really the Eagle game and, and maybe that second Dallas game. They've been in every game, so they should not feel that way. And I, I, I love that, that that's the sense that you get from the locker room as well, dude, that... You know, they belong here, and, and why not us, right? Like, why not perform the way they think they can? Yeah, and they have a head coach that has to believe in it. They also have a head coach that 
these players feel, and the coaching staff, I should not just Dable, but Calf give a wink, that these players feel that the game plan they come up with will be yeah. good enough to defeat their opponent. Yeah. They're not going to get out coached. You know, now you might get out executed. You might have a few turnovers, stuff like that. But this these plays feel well, guess what? With the when we walk through the door Wednesday and we get the game plan, it's gonna be a great game plan. And we're not gonna get out coached. Yeah. And that's big, dude. I mean that that is big in this league. Because there's so many teams, trust me, that they come through the door Wednesday and their coaching staff gives them the, uh, the game plan. And half the team's like, yeah, okay, that's nice. You know, like, yeah, okay, that's going to work, right. You know, <laughs> okay, yeah. you know. But these guys, they've proven it. Wink has proven it over the years. He's proven it this year in so many circumstances. Dable, Kafka, they've proven it. You know, yeah. is there a game this season, a game this season, where you said, wow, these guys, they were really outcoached today, you know? Not one. Think about it. Not, not one. W- not one single game, Chris. Not one. I mean, right. you know, I remember I remember games where we did with Judge and Sherman, and, and we did the podcast the following Monday, and we were like, dude, they were just out coach yesterday, man. You know, yeah. remember, remember uh, Jerry? There were so many times we were like, man, it, you know, Judge got schooled, or yep. Sherman got schooled today, uh, yesterday, you know? Yeah. Well, yep. we didn't sit at one time. Now, now we've obviously questioned some things, like, well, you know, I kind of thought they'd do this different, maybe that. But as far as uh, excuse me, game planning, yeah, where the defense or the offense looked like they were totally overmatched. As far as why would you do that? And you know they look like they were totally out coaching. And if you look at people around the league too that cover the sport on social media or you know uh, sports radio, when did you ever hear anybody during the course of the season say, "Hey, that was the first time Dable looked like a rookie coach. He was really outclassed yesterday." Think about it. Yeah, I don't think one time, not one. And and with Shermer, it was why? Well, why did you wait till halftime for the adjustments? And with Judge, it was if he went against a, a Kingsbury or someone like that, he was outcoached, right? It was it was that was more like matchups with Dable. We've never said it once. There, like you said, there are a couple times where you're like, well, I maybe should have done this, but dude, not in any of their seven losses or the tie did you walk away saying, yeah, they lost because they were, they were outcoached by the other uh, coaching staff. Not once, dude. And that's, right. that's how it should be. And that's why you have a chance every week. It's why this team has a chance every single week, no matter who they go against. Right, right. Uh-huh. Because these guys are preparing them. You know, yeah. they, these guys know that what the game plan they come up with is going to be a winning, well, you know, was hoping to be a winning game plan. They have confidence going into the game that the game plan is going to make them, you know, it's going to get a win for them. You know, so yeah. that, you know, that, that's huge with NFL players, man. When they have that confidence, you know, it doesn't mean it's going to happen, but they have right. that confidence that what these guys want us to do. And if we execute it, we're going to, there's a very good chance we can win this game. You know, and you saw that against the Vikings the last time where they came out and they were throwing the ball, you know, and I, I, I specifically remember Nick Gates telling me before that Viking game, uh, which was uh, yeah. you know, about three, three weeks ago now, whatever yeah. it was, you know. And he said, um, hey, hey, I was like, how do you feel, Nick, you know, this week about, you know, Vikings? And he's like, Chris, where do you see this game plan? We, we're really confident in this game plan. And he's told me that yeah. a few times during the year. Yeah. Daniel Jones. I remember how confident he was. I remember talking to Daniel for a few seconds over by his locker. And of course, it's like pulling teeth getting anything out of Daniel. Right. But... I remember saying, Dan, you know, yeah, how do you feel? You know, and he just looked at him and he's like, we're really confident, you know, what the coaches uh, uh, presented to us, game plan wise. You know, and the way he said it, I was like, oh, these guys, they're really confident going into this game. They, you could just feel, when you talk to these guys, you yeah. could just feel like, oh, yeah, we're, you know, we're really confident in this game plan. They've said that numerous times to me, man, numerous times during the course of the season. So that's the faith they have in guys like Kafka, Dable, Wink. Thomas McGahey, although you know at times that hasn't has yeah, right. been the best. Yeah, but but um, and and that's the way you talk. You know, you're feeling yesterday. Yesterday we were in the locker room. Uh, they the team was presented the game plan. You know, and they started installing it. That's what they do on Wednesdays. And you could just see, man. You talked. To, I was talking to uh, Jahadi Ward and, and talking to uh, a few guys and Leo Williams. I was talking. You know, talking to Dex. Um, and they just had that feeling like. Yeah, yeah, 
we're real confident going into this game. And not like Jerry, like the, not like disrespecting the Vikings, like, oh, these guys aren't that good. It's just like they feel confident they could go into Minnesota and get a win, you know? Yeah, you you mentioned that with Gates on the the Vikings podcast before, that that he said to you that he felt confident with it. You put out a tweet yesterday, and I'm going to, I just want to, I want to expand on it just because, or, or, or give an opinion because not everybody can, you know, sees every tweet. But you put one out there yesterday, and I was going to ask you this anyway. Where does do you think experience plays a factor in these playoff games at all, dude? Look, Dable made a point of saying no, it doesn't. It's overrated. Um, I personally, I think Dable didn't. I don't know if you one hundred percent agree with that. Okay, <laughs> I think right. Dable's kind of, you know. Just saying that to, for his younger guys and all that. Um, you, would you like experience? Because Dable quickly pointed out too. Because we had a quarterback in 2001 that had no experience. You know? And yeah, that was Tom sure. Brady. Right. So he believes Dable. Look, that, not that he's blowing smoke. Not that, but Dable believes in, hey, don't worry about experience. When you're prepared, execute the game plan, you'll be fine. You know? And, and talking to guys, you know, it's not so much the experience. I was talking to a few veterans yesterday. Feliciano was one guy I was talking to yesterday, and and I said to John, um, you know, have you you talking you guys that have been through these playoff games? Are you talking to these rookies and young guys? He goes, not really. He goes, not really. And this is, he wasn't the only one. I said, oh, how, you know, how come? You know, and he goes, because I tell you why. He goes, first hit, the first time you get hit, first play, first contact, whatever. My, he goes, it's a regular game. He goes, yeah. you're, you're, you know, he goes. Now, what some guys told me is that the speed, which we all know, which, you know, the, he goes, the speed of the game yeah. is a little fast. And that's something Dable, veteran players, have emphasized to the younger guys that, hey, look, get ready because the speed of the game is going to be a little quick. You know, it's going to be a little quicker out there because it's the playoffs. The intensity wise, well, as soon as, boom, as soon as that first contact, that first tackle, you're right back to okay. It's it's a regular football game, you know. Of course, it's going to be intense. Like most Sunday afternoon games are intense. Sure. It's going to be a little bit more, but you're right back in sync. You know, you might be a little nervous. And you know, Daniel. So I just want to bring up something. Yet um, when they played the Colts, right, that first series against <clears throat> the Colts, Daniel almost yeah. throws that pick. Okay. Yep. If I remember right, I think it was your hair, frankly, he threw it right in his hands, and and he should have been picked. It should have been picked. So Daniel did say yesterday, yeah, look, he's a little nervous. You know, I was, there's been some times I've been having a little nervousness and I quickly settled down, you know, and he, he kind of admitted that. And immediately, immediately, um, I thought about the Colts game. I said, oh, maybe he was a tad bit. Because remember we were wondering, Jerry, hey, look, he looked like he might have been a little tight there. He threw that ball, right? Franklin should have picked it all. And then right after that, he settled down and he was fine. Remember that? He ran the off as a second series. They scored, boom, boom, the game was over, right? There, there were, and Chris, um, to your credit, there were times in the past where you said it too. I remember last year against yeah. Dallas. You're like, when he's jacked up, he's a little high with his throws and he's a little off. And yeah. it's almost like he's too excited. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he kind of admitted that yesterday. So yeah. he said, he goes, listen, you know, a lot of guys, you know, we're going to be you might be a little nervous, playoff game goes, but you know, it's my job to settle that down and uh, overcome that and execute the game plan. You know, so um, it was pretty funny though because we were wondering that against the Colts, and I think we kind of got the answer. To it. So maybe yeah. he was just a bit tight, and he cut that ball loose. We didn't even quite see Franklin sliding over there, reading his eyes. You know, that happens at times when yeah. you're not, you know, when you're a little tight. You know, so you got to sure. watch for that too. You know, it's just Daniel's first playoff game. You don't want that, you know, the Giants were fortunate against the Colts. Although, you know, they would have won that game anyway, but I'm still. Yeah, right. You don't want that in a playoff game, though. You don't want to come out the first series and kind of throw you know, a little bit nervous, throw, and he throw that pick because that could right. turn the game around quick. This is the playoffs. One or two plays could be the difference in a playoff game, you know. Right. But we'll have to look for that. But Daniel did talk about that. Um, because, look, it's, it's a lot of these guys first, including Dexter Lawrence's, Leo Williams, you know, Xavier McKinney's. There's so many. <coughs> Andrew Thomas, obviously the rookies, you know. This right. is their first rodeo, bro, uh, yeah. you know, in a playoff game. So, um, but most of them said, hey, when you get that first contact, that first hit, that first block, it's right back to football. Um, you brought him up, so I'll, I'll ask you. Uh, Dexter Lawrence, uh, well-deserved all-pro nomination, huh? I mean, I know you're... I, 
saw you spoke yeah. to Feliciano yesterday, but you've been saying it all year, and that's the one, like you always say, that's the one that matters, right? It's not a popularity well, contest. The, it's Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it, it's not a popularity contest like the Pro Bowl is. It's a, uh, this is, yeah. this is, you know, <laughs> this is voted on by your peers. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts. Like, do you, did you feel there were any snubs with the Giants? Um, maybe Andrew Thomas, or were you expecting Dexter Lawrence? Well, this is the, this was the, you know, the play is all pro team. This is not the official all pro team. Right. This was the first inaugural play is all pro, yep. which is very important to my eyes, bro. Yeah. Because this is what you're voted by, guys you play against, you know? Yep. Um, so, hey, I thought that was huge. I yeah. thought that was huge. That's like centers around the league when they when they get the ballot. Okay, you know, yeah. oh, huh. Oh, that freaking Dexter Lawrence was over me the whole game. And, you know, um, so that was well. Uh, no, no, look, look, I, I expected Trent Williams. What are you talking about, Andrew Thomas? No, I didn't expect Andrew Thomas to, right. to be voted yeah. in by the players. Um, I think he was voted third team or something like that, whatever it was. And, but Trent Williams, I expected. You know, Trent Williams yep. is a rock over there, man. He's been doing it forever. He's had a great year watching him all year. I mean, that, that dude is just, you know, he's... So that didn't surprise me. Uh, uh, but Dexter Lawrence, I was happy for. Um, I thought it was deserved, you know. Um, and guess what? You know, <laughs> so did his peers, man. So the guys he yeah. plays against, they, they they said, yo, this guy deserves it, man. So it was great for him, man. And it was like that nose tackle position, too. Right. Which and even something. even Aaron Rodgers said it after the the uh, game in London. He's like, "Yeah, number ninety seven over there is the best in the league." Like, we had some comment like that. Like, that yeah. number ninety seven is incredible. So to hear it from even an Aaron Rodgers is, is uh, I mean, I think can't I, imagine. So I I think I might have told you the story. If not, or remind me if I did. But you know, Andre Patterson, defensive line coach, told me when he first met Dex in the OTAs, he told him, "He goes, hey, you're going to be over to zero. You know, uh, he's you're going to be the nose tackle. You know." And Dex was like, "What?" <laughs> and he goes. You're going to be the nose tackle here. Yeah. You're going to be playing over that center for the majority of the game. That's going to be what you're going to be doing here. And Dex's like, okay, you know, sounds good. He goes, we're going to work on some things. He goes, if you listen to me, you're going to be a pro bowler. Well, Andre Andre Patterson, might as well, you might as well call him a prophet because yeah. Dexter listened to him. Mm. They tweaked some things, especially with his arm extension. Um, arm exten- uh, extension um, because... Dexter was doing so many things wrong, according to Andre Patterson. Um, and Andre was actually a little surprised that nobody's really even spotted this over the his first three years, but I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> um, made him the nose tackle, played him over that zero, and boom, voted all pro by the other players in the league. So quite an accomplishment for Dexter Lawrence, man. He's, he's had that type of year. It's going to be, would you say, a rich young man very soon. <laughs> Dexter Lawrence, it's going to be a, very, he's going to be a, a few giants are going to be rich very soon. It's a, again, man, can't get over that. Like a couple years ago, we were like, oh, my God, anybody in his second contract. Now it's hopefully we can keep all these guys. Um, I was going to ask quickly, you also about Jerry, that. Just, yeah, go ahead. Jerry, just quickly, you know, you talk about coaching in this league. Like say the Giants didn't bring over Andre Patterson from the Vikings and they had the guy they hired, whoever Dable hires defensive line coach. And they have him playing that three technique a lot. And he's just, you know, having a pretty good year like he basically did the first three years. He was pretty good, yeah. you know? Yeah. You say to yourself, well, Dex probably won't get that second contract. You know, Leo's exactly. here a couple more years. He's paying. Leo's going to be making a lot of money. You're not paying two guys. And now you look at coaching. They spot something with Dex what they feel they could do with him. It, it, it It's executed... <laughs> Incredibly, what I mean when Andre Patterson was talking to me about with Dexter Lawrence, it was incredible, and Dex did it exactly what the way Andre Patterson wanted him to do this year. And now he's going to be a rich dude. Now he's going to get a second contract with the Giants, and he's going to be a very rich dude. Yeah. You know, Leo Williams thing is going to have to be worked out down the road. I don't know what's going to happen. You're not going to be paying two guys, right? You know, one guy 20, 30 million, another guy 22 million. That ain't happening. So, you know, but Dexter is. Coming back at a fifth-year option next year, uh, and then they'll work that out. But I don't, I don't think Texas is going anywhere. He's one of the guys you build around. And it just makes the Odell trade that much better, right? You, this was one of the picks that they got for Odell. You know, it was mm-hmm. Shane Zimenez was the other, and then obviously uh, Peppers, who's gone now. But you're looking uh, – <laughs> Dexter Lawrence is becoming the kind of player that if you did that trade straight up now, it's like, well, that's a pretty that, – that works out for both sides. So couldn't be happier with what Dexter Lawrence has turned into. And admittedly – I was not psyched about that pick when it happened. Montez Sweat was sitting there. Again, there's a reason why I'm not an NFL GM, because this kid is working out beautifully. Um, 
yeah. Jerry, but dude, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, the first three years, yeah. Montez Sweat, is, he's an edge guy getting his sacks. Yeah. We, yeah. Had a, we had a big defensive line, and I was good against the run, pressured the pocket a little bit. Right. That changed this season. Yeah. So don't, you know, you know, there's no reason to say, oh, you know what, I was totally wrong. And I, yeah, I'm glad we got that. You know, we should have took it. Because no way. I was the first one, too. Like, what the hell? I mean, he's not a 19th overall pick. Yeah. But he's developed into a 19th overall pick now. Yeah. You know, and, and just, to, you know, one of those priority positions now, the game is changing, right? It was always quarterback, left tackle, corner, right? Mm-hmm. And what am I missing? Edge. Uh, edge, right? It was always cornerback. Quarterback, edge, left tackle, and cornerback. Right. Well, the game is evolving, man. Now, yeah. now that defensive lineman, the Chris Joneses, the Aaron Donalds, the guys that can play those three technique and zero technique and push that pocket yeah. and get to the quarterback and uh, push in the middle of the pocket, those yeah. guys are getting paid now, bro. Fletcher Cox, yep. Those now, guys, but, yeah. I mean, Chris Jones and Aaron Donalds, and yeah. I'm not putting Dex in their class. They're not. He's not in their class. Yeah, but he's the next level now. Yeah, and th- that's the 20 million plus level now. Yeah, those guys are getting paid, okay, because of what they do, man. Because when a quarterback can't step up, it's a different story, man. Totally. So yeah. you, you know, it's always always be edge, you know, corn. But now you have to mix in that defensive lineman. That zero three tech guy like Chris Jones does, and that could get to the quarterback and push the middle of that pocket, man, and pressure. Those guys are getting big bucks, man. That's why Dex is gonna get big bucks, man. He's gonna get big bucks. Yep. All right, guys, we're gonna take a break and be right back with the John Insider podcast. Hang on one second. And we're back, folks. You're listening to the John Insider podcast with Jerry Foley and Chris. Nobody beats the biz, Bizignano. So you mentioned um, corner as well. Uh, I got to ask you. I'm not putting on your spot, but what's your what's your take on Adoree Jackson this week? What's your feel? Look, Jerry. Uh, I'm not asking you to be a prophet here, dude. I just no, just no, no. Gut. You know, yeah. I, I I felt he was going to play. We'll see. My gut is he gives it a go. McKinney kind of. I'm hoping McKinney slipped yesterday by saying he's going to be playing. Yeah. You know, because Adoree was at his locker saying, "Well, I I I'm hoping he's just playing a little possum." You know. But he was at his locker saying, you know, I'm not going to go out there if it's not 100%. Um, I'm trying to get to that point and this and that. So sitting there listening to a Dory, you say it's 50-50, you know. Now, is he playing a little possum this week? Possibly. Is, yeah. did, McKinney, did McKinney give it away? <laughs> Maybe, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, we'll see. You know, we'll see. But it's going to be, a, I guess it'll be, a, you know, he'll be a uh, he's been doubtful the last few weeks. Obviously, if he's doubtful, he's not playing. I expect him to be questionable, and I expect him to be a game time. And I, and I, you know, I, my gut feeling, yeah, he plays, but I've been wrong with this the last few weeks, so we'll have to see. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, dude. Adoree Jackson, look, he's good. He's not Sauce Gardner good, right? And and eighty percent Adoree or a fully healthy Nick McLeod. I don't know, Chris. I don't. I don't think that's cut and dry. I think that's a bit of a toss up. Or, or fully healthy Fabian Moreau, who an 80% Adoree Jackson, who hasn't played in a lot of weeks. Look, I, I maybe he's 100%, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't envy that position. That's all I'm saying. The impression I got from Adoree yesterday was like, he's not going out there unless he's 100%. Okay, cool. Uh, right. I, I mean, that was straight from his mouth. Yeah. I want to be 100%. So I guess, Jerry, if he plays, the knee is 100%. Yeah. You know? He's been out a while. I mean, he's been out way longer than anybody anticipated. Way yes, longer. Totally. That's what you you're know? concerned with, yeah. Yeah, We. I mean, when it first happened, I think, what was it, four to six or two yeah, to four? What a, something around four, there, right? It was four to six. It was four to and six. now he's out. And he's out, what, now seven games? What it's been? Uh, whatever it's since, been. In, since Detroit, right? Since, since Detroit the uh, punt return game, right? Detroit? Yeah. 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 So that's, that's, that's a while ago, man. a while man. ago, so, dude. Yeah, that's a, it seems like an eternity ago now. But, that you know, that's a, that's a while ago. Um, so it's definitely been much longer. Um, they anticipated. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's a playoff game. I'm sure he's doing everything he could to get out there. But the way he was talking yesterday, it sounds like I even talked to a couple other guys, you know, a couple other media guys. I was like, you get any impression that's 50 50? They were like, yeah. I mean, what are you saying? That's what I, That's the impression I'm getting, too. But it could be possible week two because it's the playoffs. I, you know, McKinney might have slipped, gave it away. We'll see. We'll see. That's all I can tell everybody, man. We'll, we'll see. I cannot give a definitive answer, man. I, you know. I really can't. Yeah. I wish I could, but I can't. 
the um, on the Vikings side, you put out a tweet limited where your boy Harrison Smith and Bradbury, the center. I mean, that yeah. plays into the hands of what we were just talking about with Dexter Lawrence. No, like that's, you know, yeah. that that's <laughs> that should be a huge advantage for us on the line. Yeah, I mean, Dexter's gonna be going against a third string center now, man. Yeah, uh, I mean, it looks like it's gonna be Chris Reed unless they unless the Vikings switch some stuff around this week. And they move like Cleveland to center and stuff like that. But right now, it looks like it's going to be the Chris Reed guy, uh, who's an old Colt, if I remember right. And, and he played last week at center when he had a uh, man. They're, they're hurting. I mean, that's advantage Leo, advantage Dexter, big time. Yeah. You know, up, up, you know and, and these guys in the interior of the line, Ed Ingram and Cleveland, they have not been very good in pass bro either. Man, this is advantage Giants, bro. Big time advantage Giants. It really is. Um, and then you got Brian O'Neill out of right tackle. Right. Um, and you got Thibodeau and you got Aziz. Coming you know, back, yeah. Big time advantage for the Giants. You know, big time advantage. Um, they they got four sacks last game. And you expect a lot of pressure this week, man. A lot of pressure. And, you know, when we get into the you know, how we see this game going prediction, Jerry, and this is going to be one of them. I, I think the Giants are going to get a couple of picks this game. I really do. I think they're going to force Cousins to... A one pick, you know, I'm going to, maybe I'll, eh, I hate to say yeah, two, go but I'm going to go one. I'm going to go, they're going to get the one pick. They yeah. should have had the one pick last game. Right. I think this game, if given the opportunity, I think it's going to be there. I really do. Yeah. They're not going to, you know, have that drop by, fly. it wasn't even a drop, you know, Thielen kind of hacked it out of there. Thielen made a good play. But, but yeah. yeah, he made a good play. But fly, look, Codell even told me himself, because like, I, I got to secure that better. It was a learning moment. And Jerome Henderson even says, what was Jerome Henderson pissed off about that with Cordell Flat? He didn't have his hands out. He yeah. teaches these guys, hey, when you see that ball coming, you're a receiver now. Get yeah, your hands out. Body. Boom, right. catch it, bring it back. Don't catch it back here at your body because right. now a guy could come in there and whack. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. So, look, Cordell's a rookie. He admitted it. Yeah. You know, I, I said, I said, I, I even teased him. But I said, yeah, but you're so used to the easy ones at LSU. You know, you were back there just waiting for it. You had fun. You ran down the sideline. The fans right. were cheering for you. And he's laughing. Right. He goes, right. he goes, yeah, you know what? He goes, don't laugh. He goes, you get into some bad habits with some easy picks in college. He goes, up yeah. here. He goes, even the picks. He goes, he goes, even the interceptions are hard. He goes, guys, I look at him ripping out of your hands. I mean, he goes, that's what happened to me. And he admitted it. You know, it was a learning lesson. Like Jerome says, I love his aggressiveness, but it was a learning lesson. You got to learn how to catch the ball in this league. Because these guys know how to defend. Right. These receivers know how to defend when they know it's going to be a pick. Right. So they go into defense mode right away. Rookies get, pick that up. They learn that. You know, they don't. Yeah. Sometimes they learn the hard way, and Cordell learned the hard way. But I think it's going to be there, dude. I think this time around, when that opportunity is there, interception. And he's played better over the weeks too. Cordell Flott has turned yeah. into a like a. This is a guy you can be a little bit start getting a little bit excited about because he's played well. His coverage has been better. Even against Philly last week, he played well. Yeah. Um, yeah sure. So yeah. you know he played opposite <coughs> Stingley in college and didn't really know. I look, admittedly, I didn't know Cordell Flott in college. I was like, okay, he's not Stingley; he's the other guy. But it's you know <laughs> he must have had a lot of opportunities there, and he's turning out to be a pretty decent player. And like we said, just hope he puts on some weight. But this is a um, nice opportunity for him, and he, he could maybe do some uh, do some things for us going forward. Um, the Giants came out last game, dude, firing, right? Throwing the ball against this secondary, and it was a smart move. Mm. Now you're seeing, well, they need to ride Saquon Barkley if they're going to have success. I, I, I just want to get your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Is it a mix of the two? Is it, you know, go to Barkley? Like, do, do you think you'll see the same game plan as last time just because of, of how weak their secondary is? I think Kafka says, screw it. We're sticking with this. Their, their secondary stinks. Yeah. We like what we can do to them. Or is it, you know what? We're going to go with the guy that's kind of carried us throughout this year. Yeah, that's what's going to be the game within the game. It'd be interesting yeah. to see what Kafka does. Yep. You know, because they're going to change it up. Uh, you know, they're looking at the game film too and saying, okay, we got we got to show this look now. We're going to do, oh, you know what? We're not just going to play Peterson, man. We're going to we're going to mix it up with this Hodgins kid. Yeah. So look, that's their weakness. It'll be fascinating to see if Dable and Kafka come out with the same attack as far. Okay, we're going to we're going to put it in Daniel's hands. Yeah. And let them throw it around. Or, or, do they come out and say, you know what? We're going to ride Saquon this game in the first quarter. Right. You know, and then go to the pat. You know, look, Jerry, they're going to throw the ball. It would be stupid not to throw the ball against these guys. Right. You saw that last game. Yep. You've seen it all year. Yep. You've seen it all year against these guys. Now, the question will be, 
do they mix it up more? Is it a lot more Saquon first series? They start feeding him, and then they start throwing. Second series, you throw the ball first three times. You know, third series, you Saquon, then two screens of Saquon, you know, stuff like that. That's what I That's what I kind of expect. I think they'll mix it up more with Saquon, you know, who only had, I believe, 14 rushes in the first game uh, against right. the Vikes. Yeah, I know he wound up right. at 84. I know he wound up. He had a good second half, you know, the 27-yard run. He wound up with 80. Touchdown, yeah. He yeah. wound up with 84 yards. Uh, but if I remember right, the first half, he didn't rush. He didn't have many yards. So. No, he didn't have many carries either. Yeah. Yes, yeah, he didn't have many carries and yards. As as we've noted, uh, they threw the ball a lot, you know. So uh, that's going to be very interesting because I would expect Dable and Kafka to say, you know, okay, well, Donatello's going to come up with a whole new game plan here. So let's turn around and run the ball on him, you know. Right. Um, because they're not a team that come up and say, okay, um, you know, we're going to put seven in a box. Right. And if they do, God bless them, but you're asking for trouble. We're going to put seven in a box, and we're going to let Daniel beat us. Well, Daniel was beating him last time. Right, right. He was. Yep. You know? Totally. And, you know, and are they a team that could just go out and play man? You know? No. They're not that type of team. They will right. do it at times, but, you know, they got to play that cover too a lot. Now, do they do they creep Harrison Smith down? Is he that kind of guy that's going to be in that box all game? For Saquon and and kind of you know who who do they use as a guy that kind of mirrors Daniel who could hurt you with his legs, you know? Right. He's a wall game within a game, man. It's gonna be faster. So you, you know, I I think the Giants will mix it up more. I think they're gonna get Saquon involved a little bit early, throw it too, but not throw it as much as it as it came out last game. I think they're gonna look to establish Saquon. And, you know, and mix it in a little. That's good. That's my opinion. They could come out and just throw it the first ten times. We'll see yeah. what Dable does. You know, yeah. I think though Dable and Kafka are sitting back saying, "Well, they probably thinking we're going to do that because that's their weakness. Let's yeah. do this." You know, and and that's not getting cute. And if they stop it, they stop it. You adjust. That's what adjustments is all about. You know, we'll find out. That's that's what's great about. And, and on the Vikings end, Jerry, um, they have the weapons to throw the ball, but they, you know. It'd be interesting to see how they adjust with Kevin O'Connell because um, they're, they're hurting up front. You know, they have to stay out of third and longs because the Giants can get to the quarterback, especially when it's easy. Now, Giants have been getting to the quarterback. They've been getting precious. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, it'd be interesting to see if they feed Dalvin Cook a lot early in this game and try to really get him going. He scares Chris as good as Justin Jefferson is. Dalvin Cook scares the hell out of me. He should. He's a home run hitter. <laughs> You know, and even Madison, a very physical guy. Madison's a good back too, yeah. man. I'd be curious. I'll be. I'll be curious to see if they try to really pound the rock. Those Giants are not good against the run. So Kevin O'Connell might look at the Giants team and goes, "Hey guys, you know what? Let them stop the run. They're gonna keep feeding Dalvin Cook. Yeah. You know, and our defense isn't really good. So let's keep their. <laughs> imagine you would never think you hit this, but let's let's try to keep their offense and their air game off the field a little bit because our <laughs> defense, our defense can't stop anybody. So we're gonna run the ball and run the ball some. We'll see. It's going to be different, though. They're definitely going to be changing up from the last game. And then it's going to be interesting to see how much time Jared Davis gets, right? I, I, we expect him to get snaps anyway, but if they're running the ball a lot, you would imagine he's playing more snaps, no? Uh, excuse me. Of course, the dog is barking. Um, <laughs> it's, um, part of, it's, like, it's, like, it's a good part of the podcast, dude. Uh, of course, it. it's the part of I don't even know why she's barking this time, but... Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, well, I expect Jared Davis to play. Yeah. I expect him. I think he's done enough. Do you so feel more I, comfortable with him against the run than the other two? Or or than, I, than maybe yeah. Smith? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I would feel more if he was in there, uh, more comfortable in there for McFadden. I do. Yeah, and, you know, I asked you that question about what the game plan is going to be because I'm, I'm fascinated by it. Because I, I want to – my my bet is they're going to come out firing again. I, I just – that's a gut feeling. Yeah, well, Could be wrong. Very well. Could be. And I kind of want him to to say, you know what, last game that wasn't a fluke last time, guys. We, we do not trust your, your your secondary. We have faith right. in our passing game. We're going to do the same exact thing now. Kafka, obviously the man. He's coached not even a full year offensive. You know, I should say first year offensive coordinator, uh, and he's already getting requests from the you know I think the Texans to get a an interview for head coach. Like two teams, right? Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. Another team yeah. as well. So Carolina it's like, yeah. and and that's and that's like. What we were talking about before, like this coaching staff is being recognized around the league as being a superior coaching staff. So, uh, but it, it's going to be interesting to see how he comes out. That's, and that's kind of why I asked you that question. And how but, did you like Dable yesterday? Um, 
Dable cracks me up, man. He, he he's too much. But how'd you like Dable when he kind of mentioned yesterday about Kafka? Uh, happy for him, all that. But did you hear what he said? He goes, you know, he there's a playoff game this week. He, he yeah, understands. He yeah. understands that this yeah. is the task at hand, and that's you know down the road. Um, which you know Kafka does. But look, there's been times in this league. Where coaches have had playoff games and they've had interviews, and now he's not doing any interviews this week. But right, I think what Dave's was doing, he was making a point through the media too, to Kafka saying, "You focus on this damn game. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, we yeah. don't want to hear about this other bullshit, this other crap." Right. Yeah. And he's happy for him. Don't get me wrong, but they don't they don't have a bye week off where you could do an interview Friday and Saturday. Okay, now let's get to the game plan. You know, no, right? No, there's, we have a, there's a game in three days. Yeah. I thought that was it's, very interesting with Dave. It reminded me, remind me a little bit of, of, look, he's probably gotten a lot from where he's coached, but it reminded me a little bit of a Belichick type of response. That's what it reminded me of. Not as, with a little little, little more emphasis on it than how Belichick would. Belichick would have kind of blew it off, but you would have known how serious he was. It just reminded me of that a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. This Dable is, uh, he, look, he, he cracks me up, man. He, he, he is... He is funny, man. I, I think he was definitely sending a little bit like, you know, not that he had to send it to Mike, but he was also using the media a little bit. So when Mike sees that, you know, like, uh, no, I know that. I'm, I'm only focused on that. He wants to make sure everybody's 100% focused on this game. Don't yeah. worry about no interviews and requests. Of course, you know, well, okay, yeah, it's great, but we don't give a crap about that. We got a game, you know? So this, yep. uh, this table is, <laughs> is one sharp dude i laugh with him all the time even yesterday i was laughing with him about something and uh i was like dude you just i just got him on the side like dude you just cracked me up you know and he's like and he's laughing with me he knows exactly what i was talking about um he is he thinks before he answers and he is he, he's he's sharp he's a sharp dude i don't think there was any question he was doing that on purpose yesterday just to make sure everybody's focused hey jerry did i miss something dude last night did wink get any requests yet I, I don't think he him. has, right? I don't, I don't think, think he has. has. There was a Man. rumor that he would, but I didn't see a definitive one, Chris. Man, that's surprising. Uh, I think he will, but unfortunately... I thought I think, he'd get requests before Kafka, actually. I tell you, man, unfortunately for Wink, his age is going to work against him, but I'm sure he will get a few. I think it's stupid. I'm just a little surprised that nobody has put one in yet, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um... Lost my train of thought, buddy. I had another question, and you brought up Wink, but this is what happens when you get older. Um, anything else you want to touch on with this game before we take yeah, a break? Just, and then... just a few things, bro. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what? There's my, I'm sorry, real quick, because it's going to leave my mind again. I'm sorry, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Nick, Gates, Nick Gates' comment. Do you, do you read anything <laughs> into that? Do you think that'll be a thing? <laughs> I think Minnesota will use it to their advantage. I think they're going to be yeah. putting out there to their fans saying, hey, this guy doesn't think we're, we're allowed. In a, yeah, exactly. Uh, That's and, how I felt. As well. I kind of wish Nick Please didn't. Be quiet, I, Nick. I kind of wish Nick didn't say that, uh, yep. because you know that they're using that in Minnesota and papers and in Minnesota yeah. sports radio. I'm sure Probably they're saying, so. "Hey, this guy doesn't think you people are allowed." You know, and, yep. and look, the Giants would be using it, right? I mean, I don't blame them. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. I don't blame them. So I think they're going to be even louder. It was pretty funny when Feliciano said, he goes, I don't know what Gates is talking about. Don't listen to Gates. He goes, and he's laughing. He goes, he goes, it was loud. He goes, they messed up some of our communication at times. And, right. you know, so, you know, I kind of wish Nick didn't say that. Um, I'm sure in Minnesota they're using that as a little right. motivation to get those fans even louder. It's loud, man. They get those fans even louder. There's going to be a lot more skulls going on now. Yeah, and that's how I felt too. It was like, please don't say anything else, guys. That's enough. Like, shouldn't have said it. It is what it is. But they're going to use it now, totally. Oh, I exactly wouldn't right. you? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, look, not to sorry to go to hockey, but the Rangers used it a few years ago in the playoffs when the Capitals coach said it, and everyone's chanting, "Can you hear us at the Garden?" I was there sure. for it, so they sure. totally use it. I mean, of course, the Rangers lost, but they're still <laughs> we still used it. <laughs> so every advantage, man. Yeah, you use every advantage this time of year. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And an indoor stadium. I'm exactly. sure they're on. I'm sure they're up there right now in Minnesota. Those radio shows, man, talk shows, saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, who's this guy Gates saying?" When you got, you know, and they're gonna be make it loud. You know, you know, no question, no question about it. Right. Um, all right, I know you had a couple more things to say. We're gonna take a break and be right back after this. Hang on, guys, one second. 
And we're back, folks. You're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris. Nobody beats the biz, Biz Ignano, and Jerry Foley. Um, what other comments you have on this game, pal? Yeah, just two quick things. You know, you yep. can't have Danielle Hunter blowing up this game plan. Right. Okay, can't do it. Neil's got to step up. I'm sure they're going to get help for Evan, Evan at times, but you can't chip every play. Right. Especially, you know, when you're going 13, you know, uh, excuse me, when you're in 11 personnel, which the Giants like to do, you can't, you can't just chip every play. Right. All right? Um, so Evan's going to have to hold up against Danielle Hunter. He has to play better. Um, Darius Smith is a guy they love to move around. Uh, they'll put him over left guard, center, right guard. Um, he's a guy you got to account for. Ten sacks. We all know his resume. Uh, got to get. They did a pretty decent job of him the first game. Wasn't bad. Uh, you have to make sure he doesn't. Did you think he still? Did you think he was done when they signed him, or no? Did you think he could still play? I'm just curious. Oh no, I, I thought that was a great sign by the Vikings. Right. Yeah, it was almost like I, I couldn't believe it happened. I couldn't believe the Packers let him go. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a great sign by the Vikings. Yeah, he had a real he had a real strong first half, ten games. And he's been a little quiet the last month or so, but he's still a very good player. You know, he's a guy um, that could get the quarterback, man. So you're yeah. gonna have to account for him. You have to know where he is because they Donatel moves him all over. Right. He tries to get that little mismatch. Smart coaching, you know, tries to get that mismatch. Yep. And the Giants gonna have to tighten that up when it comes to him. You know. So, hey, and uh, old friend Dalvin Thompson playing mm. good football. You know, playing good football, so <coughs> excuse me. So, two active linebackers, and here's another thing with Barkley. Mm-hmm. I want to see if they try to expose Hicks and Eric Kendricks with Saquon Barkley. They're not good yeah. cover linebackers at all. Right? They're not good cover linebackers at all. Especially Hicks. Let's yep. see if we could get Saquon going. It hurts them in the pass game too. Yeah. All right, good stuff, buddy. As always, man. Um, we'll get to our predictions in a bit, but first we'll. Uh, We'll get to questions. And uh, again, thanks everybody for responding. Uh, we, you know, a lot of the questions you asked that I'm reading or that I've read are about in you know, the game plan. So we covered that. So I'm going to try to touch on the stuff we haven't talked about. I'll start off with a personal one, Chris, from Nick at Dynasty Dogs. Nick, Chris, how long would you give up golfing in exchange for the Giants to win the Super Bowl this year? Uh, I'll give up the season. Oh, look at that. There you go. That's very, very kind of you, Chris. Nice. That's that's quite a commitment. <laughs> that's quite a sacrifice. <laughs> it really is. Wow. Uh, Joe Shane's burner phone. When will everyone stop saying DJ is a great quarterback in Dable system and just say DJ is a great quarterback. Thank you guys for the great job you do. Thank you, Joe Shane's burner phone. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's it, they go hand in hand, right? DJ, had, Daniel Jones obviously had the talent and, and, and good, for, you know, good. We got to credit him. Good for Gettleman for seeing it, but but Dable put it together. Um, so it it, it kind of goes both ways. But yeah, he's he deserves all the accolades that he's getting this year, Daniel Jones. Absolutely. Um, Eddie Lee, again, not Getty Lee. Did we just see this guy? Yeah, I was gonna yes, say. Yes, I was like, yes, sounds like Getty Lee. Yeah, when yeah. I said it, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, uh, rest in peace, Jeff Beck. Huh? Jeez. Mm. Yeah. Um, hey, fellas, if you were the Vikings coach for the Sunday game, what three weaknesses are you exploiting to get the win on Sunday? I would think run the ball on us, attack the slot corner, and use the screen game a lot. Eager to hear your thoughts. Well, we said one, right? We said they may go after us in the run game because we're not great against the run. What else do you see, Chris? As far as they're in attacking us? Well, yeah. Where well, would you attack us? Hawk- I'm sure it's going to be the tight end again. Hawkinson, and of course, they got the best receiver in football. You'd yeah. be stupid not you'd be stupid not talking to him left and right. But you gotta watch out for a few things. KJ Osborne, you gotta and yeah. they also got um Irv Smith back now, so you gotta be careful, man. They got a lot of weapons, man. They got a lot of they got a lot of weapons, man. They really do. And cousins will either throw for three fifty or one ten. So there you have it. Uh Gordon Anderson. The one stat the Giants must win must have to win the game is uh, for me it's turnovers. It's, that's plus turnovers. Yeah, plus yeah. turnovers. Let me rethink this. Uh, James F., what's your top three plays of the season so far? Um, I don't know, three, but my favorite one. Well, look, the, the Thibodeau sack fumble touchdown is obviously an easy one. But I love Julian Love's, no pun intended, interception um, against the Ravens. And I, I love it because of Papa's call. Like, he, Papa lost his mind on that play. I, I love it. Uh, I, that, that has to be up there if not one and then another call um i'll go with one of saquon's plays i i'll go with the two-point conversion in game one because it just felt like when that happened it's we're 
you just felt a different vibe after that game was over. And that play mm-hmm. kind of summarized that for me. Like, this, it's not the same old Giants right now, and we can do some things this year. So, for those, those three for me. Yeah, that two-pointer, man, that, that's one of my favorites, that two-pointer. Yeah. Uh, the stop, the Jacksonville game where they stopped the uh, Christian Kirk on the goal line <laughs> oh, <a> <laughs> on the right. last play. That's yeah. that and uh, and that Thibodeau one. That's up there too. No question about it. Yeah. And a uh, Thibodeau stri- and a Thibodeau, and a Thibodeau sack of Lamar Jackson too. <laughs> oh, that's right. right. When, he, when he stripped him too, man. That was another right. huge one, man. Yep. Yep. Um, and then there's the Green Bay game where they when they hit a. Uh, mm. <laughs> Against Rodgers, so a lot of plays, man. It, it's nice to it's nice to not be able to decide which giant play was our favorite of the year, right? Like it's yeah. it's nice that they're, we're up for debate now rather than just oh that one time where Saquon did something amazing and the rest of them sucked. You know, every other play sucked. So <laughs> it's great. It's very nice. Um, I ask this one a little bit downer question, but I'll ask it. Roland at Eli Ten Hall of Fame. Hope it's not too late to ask. If Daniel goes out and has an absolute stinker of a game, does that change your perspective of signing him long-term? Not mine. No. It doesn't not mean. mine either. No. Not at all. Because then it's – if he has a stinker, it's, it could be because of all the other factors that have worked against him all year. Yeah. You know, so. I remember when Eli Manning had a stinker in his first playoff game. Ooh. Was 23 nothing. Oh, they got shut God. out. I was there. Yeah, me too. Yeah, sucked. Yep. I wonder if we ever bumped into each other, Chris, at the game before we knew each other. <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, who's this idiot from Central Jersey? <laughs> no, Jerry, you ah. would have been like, who's this? You, trust me, you would have been like, who's this idiot with the New York accent screaming? <laughs> <laughs> Telling each other to shut up. Stop yelling so loud. Uh, that's funny. Josh Stanton, Chris, Jerry, which scenario is most likely to happen? The world meets Danny playoffs. He shreds the Vikings before touchdowns. The D-line dominates and sacks Kirk Cousins five times. Kenny looks at Dave's and says, this is my moment. Finishes seven catches for 120. I'm eliminating three, although I'd love it. Oh, hashtag best pod nation. Thank you. I'll go with the D-line. D-line dominating basically what exactly what we were saying before. Yeah, I agree. Five That's what I, I would go with, too. Would love the other ones. Absolutely love the other ones. We'll go with a couple more, and then we'll get to our picks. I'm, I'm down more this week after last week. Um, let's see. Matt Foreman. I'm going to ignore the one guy you asked, but I'll, I'll ask about the other one. Do you expect Hodgins outside going deep in this game? You think they'll take any deep shots down the field, Chris? Yeah, I think they will. Probably with Darius. Yeah, his <laughs> other guy was Kenny. Kenny Galladay. I'm like, I don't think they're taking deep shots with Kenny Galladay, guys. I don't see it. Um, I think if you see Golly, it'll be in that red zone. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Hunt for five. What was the first true instance this season that each of you knew this Giants team could actually make the playoffs? Hashtag playoff buffoon crew. Hashtag Jerry will win the pick segment next year. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. Go go ahead. No, go ahead. Go. You know, for me, it was that London coming back and that Raven win. Yeah. After the Raven, after they beat the Packers in London, yeah. and then when they came home and they beat the Ravens, that's when I started saying to myself, "Holy crap! This, this could be a playoff team." You know, I, yeah. Yeah. that's what I, I was like, "Oh my god!" What you know? I, was, I thought the Ravens were going to run them out of the building the following week. I really did. And I was like, after that, I was like, "Wow!" This, they, they could be onto something here. This could be a playoff team, and especially when you saw the way the NFC was shaping up. And I was like, "Man, that's when, that's what it was for me." Yeah, the Ravens game for me. It was, let me see, let's, the, the Packer game was great, and it's, let's see how serious we are. And I think they were down 10 in that game. And it was yeah. like, well, it was a good run. Uh, it, was, it was a nice little run we had. Mm-hmm. And when they won that game, when Julian Love made that interception. Ah, and then who they, else? Right, exactly. <laughs> who else, right? And a Golden Domer. Uh, I mean, that's when you thought, man, can this team be in the playoffs? So that was probably the first instance I thought it. Um, we'll go one more. Phil at Phil McGroin three. Uh, what was more shocking this season? Jerry not getting destroyed by week two in the weekly pick segment against Chris or the Giants making the playoffs. Hashtag go big blue. Hashtag buffoon crew. Uh, I think even more than the first one, I think the Giants making the playoffs because we thought this was a five to seven win team at best. So, yeah. 
Actually, you know what? I want to go one more, Chris, from Mr. Okay. Patel here at Patel USA. Do you see Jihad War coming back on a one- or two-year deal? I definitely think he's made the case to be back. Hashtag buffoon crew, hashtag our way. I agree 100%. 100%. I would like to see him back. I think he's a good locker room guy. I think he's a nice rotating edge guy. Um, uh, for next year, uh, I would like to see him back. I hope they do bring him back on, on another one-year deal. But who knows? You know, he might go out and get a three-year deal for somebody. Yeah. You don't know. That's what free agency is about. So we'll see. Did you see him um, when they showed Galladay on the bench? He flipped the bird. No, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's the funniest. He's, you had to see yesterday what he was doing. He started blowing when we walked into the locker. We started blowing his introductory like like this, like here's the media. He starts yelling. He's out of his mind. He's 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 a funny guy. He's he's just a funny dude, you know. That's great. All right, picks time, baby. Down four now. Was down two. Now I'm down four. I actually thought it was worse when I was watching the games. I was like, oh my god, I'm out. Uh, So I don't have. I I, look. We don't have much time to catch back up before the Super Bowl. Down four. Not disgusted with my performance this year. It's like, you know what? Four games, I'll take that. But, again, I'm still down. Uh, Saturday, 4.30, Chris. Oh, wait a minute. We're going into the playoffs now with this thing? Yeah, why not? I'm down four. If I was oh, up, I'd be oh, like, oh, we're done. Oh, oh, <laughs> we're done. Oh, I thought it was regular season. Now, oh, I'm down. So, we got to go to the playoffs. Okay. Well, you know what it is also? I'm not down like 13 or 20. So, oh. there's a chance now. <laughs> so, okay. so, we'll keep it interesting. Gotcha. And, by the way, dude, this weekend is awesome with football. This is... Some people don't like the Monday night game. I think it was ingenious. I love it. I love that there's games on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. It's phenomenal. Yep. We'll start tomorrow. Yep. Seahawks at Niners, 430, Chris. Who do you got? Uh, 49ers. Yes. I think that's the one where it's like, uh, I mean, almost a foregone conclusion. Stranger things have happened, but for me, I don't see a path to victory for the Seahawks here, man. 49ers as well. Tomorrow night, uh, good game, dude. Chargers at Jags. Uh, Not Saturday tomorrow night. night. I'm acting like it's Friday. I'm sorry, Chris. Saturday I'm, I was just saying to myself, is he dropping this tomorrow? Is that why you say? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, ja- yeah, yeah, Chargers and Jags. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I tell you what, this is this might be a little payback time for the Chargers too. They got smoked by the Jaguars early in the year. I'm gonna go with the Chargers. This was a coin flip. I'm gonna go with the Jags at home. That's it. Um, I just believe more in Doug Peterson. Um, Sunday at 1, Dolphins at Bills. I mean, again, kind of like the 49er game. I'm looking at this one like, forget it. You know? Yeah, especially when DeMar Hamlin goes walking out of the tunnel. Um, yeah, right, exactly. I, I, I fully expect him to be at this game, either yeah. with the coin toss or something, man, or coming yeah. out of the tunnel. Oh. That crowd's going to be going crazy, and uh, I don't think the Dolphins have a shot in this game. I really Zero. don't, dude. If they had Tua, they played really well up there a couple weeks ago. Um, but with Skylar Thompson, the DeMar Hamlin's emotional, oh, forget about it. I think that I think this is going to be the wipeout of the weekend. Agree. Agree. Um, 8-15 Sunday night, Ravens at your Bengals, Chris. Yeah. Uh, I, it looks like Lamar's not even playing. I know, you know, it's crazy. I, I like the Bengals, man. Yeah, you have to go with the Bengals on this one. Uh, Monday night, dude, Cowboys at Bucks, and the Cowboys are favored at Bucks. Yeah, right? I mean, the yeah. Cowboys have been the two, three-point favorite, whatever it is, in yeah, Tampa. Points, I think, right now. Yeah. I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay, go ahead, yeah. I'm going to go with the Bucks, and I'm going to say that the Cowboys will become the Cowboys again, <laughs> and all the Dallas fans in the country will – put on their Yankees gear or their Lakers gear or whatever other team, front-running team they like. I'm going to go with the Bucks at home, buddy. I don't have any. I know it's Tom Brady. Yeah, that's fine. I think Dallas, I think next weekend will be the weekend they go back to being Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. Oh, okay, the second um, week, yeah. yeah. I think next weekend is going to be the weekend they go and beat those Cowboys. Um I, this is a tough one. I'm back and forth with this one. Um, I'm just not a believer in this Bucks team. Um, but I'm not a believer in the Cowboys either with Dak who's throwing picks left and right. I know they got embarrassed last weekend. I think they come back with a little bit of a chip this weekend. I think they do enough to beat Tampa, who is what, they're 8-9. and nine. 
I'm going to go with Dallas in a close one. I, I just think they have the more talented team. Of course, Tampa Bay has the greatest of all time. Don't get me wrong. But I think Dallas does enough. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I'm going to give them a week until they, be, until they go beat the Cowboys we expect in the playoffs. But yeah. that could be no question. I could be wrong on this one. The game's in Tampa. It's Tom Brady still, bro. I think it's another toss-up game, dude. It's you don't Tom know which one's gonna, you don't know which Tom, you know which offense for the Bucks going to show up, and then which team for Dallas is going to show up, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I like. I think Dallas will do enough to win this one. All right. And finally, the most important game of the weekend: Giants get their second crack at Minnesota, dude. Yeah. What do you got? Yeah, I don't think it's going to be minus two turnovers this time, especially in plus territory. I think the Giants are the ones that are going to get a couple of turnovers. Uh, they're going to get one, maybe two against Kirk. I, I definitely calling for one. Um, this time the mistakes don't come back and bite the Giants, like the, the punts and all that stuff. Um, Adore looks like he might be back. We'll see. Xavier is definitely back. Okay, That's huge. Could be a little bit of an upgrade with Jared Davis next to Jalen. Um, that could help. I like the Giants in this one, bro. I have confidence in the G-men. Going to Minnesota, they scored 24 last time with the turnovers. Uh, Should have had more, right? At least two more field goals. Um, I'm going to go to get 28 this time. And they hold the Vikes because of a couple of turnovers. Um... They hold them to 21. I, I got the Giants with a 28-21 win. And all eyes point towards Philadelphia a week later. That's the way I have it, bro. Go ahead. Go. What do you got? <clears throat> Ooh, three times against the Eagles in one year, Chris. Wow. Listen, um, the only thing that makes me a little nervous is everyone likes the Giants, but that's just me being a buffoon and being superstitious. But no, that would that would make me that makes me a little bit too. I agree with you. I agree with you. That that being said, I still like the Giants. I love the attitude of this team. I, I buy into the hype video, what Dable's preaching that the Giants wanted a second crack at these guys, and now they have, you know, the cavalry coming back. Right? You have McKinney would definitely be there. Right? Uh, maybe a Dory, a, a healthier Aziz. I actually like the Giants to score 30 for the second time in three weeks. I like the Giants 31-27. I don't know if it'll be like a 31-20 game and then the Vikings score late, but I just, I like 31-27. It will end up being a close score. And the Giants, like you said, I get my heart medication ready as we go play Philly the following week. And uh, look, then I think, then I think (laughs) it's a little bit of house money, a little. I think the attitude should be going into that one. Let's take care of this one first. But the attitude in that one is, look, man, they're the number one seed. We weren't supposed to make the playoffs this year. And that's when I think you can buy into that and say, you know what, that's, that's a good rallying cry. Let's do this. So, But this week, Chris, everything you said, um, great job. And I, I'm buying into it, 31-27. So, so do you have it that, that close or you just think the Vikes get a late touch? Or you think the Vikes have the ball in the I don't hands know. at the end? I, or, I, I, I don't or think the Giants, the or the Giants go up. Like I think the Giants are ahead 31-20. Gotcha. And gotcha. then the Vikings score late, and we get, a, we get a little nervous, that kind of thing. I think the Giants gotcha. will come out firing and, you know, go up to 31 points, whether it's 31-20 or what. But it'll be that score at one point, and then the, the Vikings might score late. So, so to make it 31-27, gotcha. like, closer. Gotcha. So. All right. So, uh, well, we both have the Giants getting out of a wild card weekend, man. You know, and... Head into the divisional playoff, you know? And it will be Philly because, like we said, I, I just don't see Seattle beating the 49ers, so. No, but um, that's why you're playing. You don't know, yeah, man. Sure. I mean, one thing we've learned from last year's playoffs, which were wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you right, just right, don't right. know. I mean, look, yeah. do we expect Seattle to go? No, no way, no way. But, you know, we'll see. That's why you're playing. Um, so we have them going to the divisional playoff, which would be incredible. Um and uh, that's you know, that's what we expect. Should be fun. Should be a lot of fun. Um, both teams are going to give different looks, and, and it'll be interesting, man. You know, it'll be interesting to see Daniel. It'll be interesting to see somebody how he. And let's not forget, this is Saquon Barkley's first playoff game, man. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. this is his first playoff game. Yeah. So he's going to be amped up. He's going to be fired up. You know, Dable's. So many times Dable has got just a little quick story, Jerry. Yeah. So many times Dable's gotten Saquon in, in the film room, and he's. Saquon ran for two yards, three yards. And I know, I know, you know, and Dable goes, you see that right there? And Saquon would be like, 
yeah, no, you know, I sort of, and Dave will be like, I, I'm more proud of you when you got that two-yard run than when you got that 15-yard run, um, say, early in the half or whatever it might have been, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. And Saquon, you know, when he first told me, he goes, are you kidding me, coach? You know, and Dave was like, no, no. Hey, it's not all about hitting home runs all the time, brother. He goes, when you get that three-yard run, that helps That helps us for the next play. When you lose four yards because you're trying to hit the home run, that destroys the drive. We're done. Now we're, third, now we're second and 14 or third and 10, whatever the hell it might be. Exactly right. Yep. So Dave will put it in his head. Like, take the two-yarder. Don't worry about it. We're, we're good with that. When we look at the film Monday and I and I see a gapping hole and you only got two yards because you took the wrong read, then I'll say, Oh, well, Saquon, what are you looking at here? You had, you know, you had the you had the A gap here, wide open. You ran the C on the right side. What the hell are you looking at? And he goes, But no. When you don't have anything and you're pushing that and you're getting two yards or you're busting it up the inside zone run or or, or gap run, and you're getting a couple of, uh, that's what being a runner back is about. You know, and Saquon, man, he's done that a lot this year. You know, he's done it a lot. They've done a lot of gap running more than any other time. And Sa- Saquon has had more zone reads and gap his first four years. This year, he had like 40 more gap runs and zones. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting, you know. Um, yeah, and uh, I, I couldn't agree more with that sentiment, right? Like, you, you, you want third and manageable, and that's what that two- or three-yard run does on right. first down. It, it makes it... Sets you up for second down to where you have a couple options. You can run the ball again, yeah. right? And then it's a third and shorter, right? So yeah. it, it's instrumental what he's done, and he's kind of changed his running style, and it couldn't be happier with him. And he's b- another guy, Chris, that's, that's bought in, right? No, not a, no divas here on this team, right? No divas. I mean, no divas. I, I'm nope. sorry to bring it up, but you, you just saw video of Odell, the way he acted on the plane. Do you think he's a good fit for this team, Chris? I got to ask, I I mean, if I'm on that plane, if I'm on that plane, first off, I didn't even know the story, right? But if I'm on that plane and somebody holds it up and then you got to deboard, come on, man. And then you see what happened. And then he's he's telling people you're fat ass and all that stuff. Oh my God. Not a a good look for Odell. Like Chris, like, hey guys, thank you. Thank you, Odell, for validating everything I said a couple years ago about this guy. Like, whatever. But I'm just saying that's... These guys have bought in, Chris. I didn't mean to bring up Odell, but these guys have bought in. That's all. Yeah, no, no. There's no divas on this team, bro. There's right. no divas on this team. No question about it. There's no divas. <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, <laughs> hey, that's the way we have it. Enjoy, everybody. Um, I expect to be talking Monday um, with Jerry about playing the Eagles <laughs> after we review the game. Yeah. After we talk about the reasons why the Giants won. I expect to say, okay, we'll get ready because now it's Eagles week in a divisional playoff. That's, I, I I fully expect that, Jerry. I really do. Uh, of course, we could be dead wrong. You know, <laughs> this is why you play them. You know, I mean, the Vikes are not, you know, they're not a bunch of tomatoes out there, okay? Right. They're right. playing at home. They're playing in a very loud stadium, <clears throat> Nick. Uh, <laughs> which will be louder uh, now, yes. You know, which is going to be louder now. And A, right. look, it would have been louder anyway because it's the playoffs. B, I'm sure Nick Giggs, <laughs> I love Nick, you know, he didn't mean to do this, but, you know, I'm sure he gave him a little fuel now, you know, to drink a little bit longer before that 440 uh, start, you know, 340, whatever the hell it is in Minnesota. You know, I show, I'm sure he gave those fans a little bit more. They're going to be hitting even more. And, and from my understanding, it's going to be in the mid-30s there in Minnesota, which is like a heat wave for them in January. Yeah. So they're going to yeah. they're gonna be in those parking lots even more, you know. So yeah. got to be a lot of fun, man. I But I expect our guys... I expect our boys to come out with the win and get ready for the divisional. Yep. Good stuff, buddy. And have fun, everyone, because we are in the playoffs, baby. It is happening. Playoff Sunday, Giants football, man. Can't be happier about this team right now. And Jerry, order- just yes, quickly, yes. just Go quickly, ahead. if if, yep. if if I if we can't do the podcast Monday afternoon because it's garbage bag day, <laughs> that's oh, not yeah. gonna be good. Okay? No, right, right. Right. Just to let everybody know, that's Good garbage point. bag day is when everybody puts their stuff in bags and the all season has begun. You know, so Good which point. could be Tuesday because they're playing in Minnesota in a late afternoon. But the point being, you know, is yeah. that you know if, if if I'm talking garbage bags <laughs> Monday or Sunday night, and we'll put it on Twitter. 
Whew, that's not good. You, know, you don't want to see black garbage bags this time of year, folks. Right. <laughs> no, that's a good point. And it's a poetic garbage bag day after you lose. I mean, what, what other day would you call it, right? Garbage right. bag day. It's unbelievable. Right. That's all you see is just tons of black garbage bags in the locker room. That you don't want to see. Yep. All right, guys. To order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com and go to Magster for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. Again, if we win, get a digital copy of The Insider Monday night. If we lose, which I don't want to talk about, regular edition uh, print in a couple weeks. So, All right, guys, remember, Sundays are giant days, baby. Take care, everybody. All right, enjoy. Bye-bye. <laughs>